do it. You're listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Damn, I see notes. I see notes over there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another wonderful podcast brought to you by the wonderful people at Grasshopper, ghbuds.com. Get it done. Recreational, medicinal, they deliver. Stay home. There's no need to go out and do anything. Stay home. The homies over at Grasshopper will bring it to you. Ahora aquí con nosotros. What's up? We have a young man. I say young because anybody younger than me at this point is a young man. Oh, you're not that ruco, are you? Bro, I'm a ruco. 41, 41. And it's, I'm knocking on 42. You wear it nicely. Yeah, well, I appreciate wear, that. You that's, wear it with disdain. That's our, our heritage, my, my, my parents. I'm here with Jeff Lozano. Jeff Lozano, welcome to the podcast, brother. Thanks for having me, man. Ah, wee wee's, ah, wee wee's. We've been flirting online. You looked at me like you wanted the hand clap. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here with Jeff Lozano. Hey, hey, what's going on? I, I even knew what button it was. <laughs> You're like, like I you better push you. that yellow button, playboy. Over that button, dude. <laughs> no, I, we've been flirting online, bro. Like I, I always see like. I see what you're doing, you know, and, and I see that you follow us as well. And I'm always just, all right, cool. You know what? This is the kind of person that would like to highlight and bring on the podcast. It's funny. We were talking about this before the podcast started. Like, what is it about? What do you, what do you, what do you generally do? Is it like, I like to highlight people that do things that I feel are cool, like are awesome. Right. How did you get there? Like, what's the path you took to become what you are, you know? So when I saw what you are involved with, what your fingers touch, you know, what, what your current, what your projects are, I was like, let me reach out to this young man oh, and see what dude, he's about. Thanks, man. Jeff Lozano, why don't you tell us who you are, what you do, and why you're here? I'm here because uh, you extended the invitation. And if you extended the invitation, I think it's merited that I feel a little cool. Mm. Like a, a little like a badass. Um, yeah, dude, I'm a brewer here in San Diego. I've been in the game for like nine years. That's work- a long, long time. It is. In in brewer years, yeah. it's like, it's it's worse than dog years. They beat you worse. Um, they, who is this they? Oh, just the consumer. <laughs> You're man. all about ownership. <laughs> no, we're, we're out of that. We're out of that world. Yeah. We can talk a little bit about that, but we're out of that, like, um, you know, teaching dogs how to backflip and jumping on cue and stuff like that. But the, the industry is fun, man, but I'm sure, you know, dude, this industry is, it's not all Laverne and Shirley. No, but no, it's it's tough, man. And I started, I started back in the day. I quit my, I quit whatever the hell I was supposed to do to kind of wet my whistle in the brewing industry. And I never looked back, man. I never looked back. I'm having a blast. I'm having a good time. I'm here talking to guys like you. And who are you currently with? I'm with Ballast Point. Ballast Point, dog. How do you say that in Spanish? Ah, oh, Ballast Point, El Punto, Fudge. The balance? No, no, that's no, balance. That's right? balance. Fuck, why you gotta catch me like that, dog? I do no that one was, catches you. You, you caught me slipping on it. Now I gotta. One, dude. Hey Siri, come on, Ballast. <laughs> she's gonna I be like, to, nah. I bro. listened to Danielle's episode. Dude, no one catch. No one catches you. Dude, Danielle is she's slick too, man. I was trying to slip right things right by her. She's yeah, like, no, nah, yeah, I got you. Was. I got you. You've been at Ballast Point. Ballast Point, not to like blow smoke up your ass. Ballast Point was my first brewery that I really fell in love with. Really? Yeah. Uh, Yellowtail Pale Ale was my beer. Ooh. It didn't matter what. I mean, you mean California cold. Ahora, precisamente. You know, we don't want to get any Australian wine companies in, up in arms over what, what you guys allegedly did or didn't do. But Yellowtail was my shit. 
now known as the California Kolsch. And now when I taste it, I'm like, it doesn't taste the same. Ya no You're that dude. Ya no sabe igual. You're that ya dude. no la quiero. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. But it was the beer that I legitimately enjoyed craft beer wise. Obviously, everybody started with Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. You know, but me, I'm a Carta Blanca Pacifico dude to this day. Yeah. Like if you go to my house, if I even have beer, you say that beer is your vocation. It's how you pay the bills. Same, same, but I'm not a big beer connoisseur. I still drink Carta Blanca and Pacifico, bro. If I go home, I'm probably going to take Flama Blanca to the pad, you know, because right. that's what my dad drinks. And when they come over, I want to make sure he has that. And People sneer at you, man. <clears throat> if you're in the craft beer industry and uh, and you pick up something else, like I would go to my, I'd go to Vons or mm -hmm. something, right? After a hard shift, just ballast pointed to the gills. I'm a mm -hmm. company man. And then I would go in and then I'd be at the cashier register with a six pack of Modelo. And you know, you just get, you get looks from everybody. That's it, very anti-craft of you. No, that, here's the <laughs> thing. Here, this is the joke, all this cashiers out there. I think you might've picked up the wrong case of beer, buddy. And I'm just like, oh, I got that time and time again, because I was, I was, I love Modelo, man. Negra yeah. Modelo is my favorite beer. The Tyra Banks is what we used to call it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, look, you know, they do that. Hey, you're on a lonely island. You got your, your, your six pack. Yeah. Your desert island beer. Your desert island beers, mix six. I'm like, no, they're all just, it's just give me a six pack of Modelo. We're good to go. That was it, dude. That was a beer that 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 spoke to me um, a little bit more philosophically because it was the beer that I threw back with my old man on a lot of our trips to Mexico when he was excited to show me where he came from and stuff. We would sip on some Negra Modelo. And so yeah. it has a different spot in my heart, you know? Same, same. Going down to Mexicali where my dad is from, we would visit his family. You know, at least once or twice a month, we'd go down there for the weekend and hang out. Carta Blanca. You know, that was my, my grandpa, my tata. He would be drinking Carta Blanca. And I remember him walking to the store with the little empty bottles. You know, every little bodeguita in, 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 in La Colonia, they would have like a little store. And you just take the empty bottles, replace them, boom, and got a new Carta Blanca. Mijo, agarra un dulce, unas papitas, whatever, you know? So like, that's those are the memories yeah, that, yeah. that I remember. And I would attach my likeness for Carta Blanca to that memory, to those memories, you know, just drinking that. My pops didn't drink that. My pops drank. He was more of a, like a Bud Light, Coors Light. Uh, there you go. you yeah. know, like, you know, you know, San Diego. He's, where are you from? Because I know we were talking about this earlier and our parents are from the same area. Yeah, I, uh, I'm from Calexico. Calesia. Calesia 13, bro. Calmado que te van a encontrar, bro. No, do they? I haven't. I'm on this podcast spitting Calesia. Um, I'm from Calexico, dude. I wasn't born there. I was born in Long Beach, mm -hmm. but really. From quickly. the Snoopy. Yeah, from the Snoopy. Right there, Long Beach <laughs> Memorial Hospital, dude. And um, my folks lived in Downey for a little bit, and we, we did a little run around of LA, and then my dad started a company. Well, he came to work for a company and it was uh, located in Mexicali. Mm -hmm. And so we moved down to the Imperial Valley and I grew up in the Valley. I lived in El Centro for a number of years. I went to, I was in El Centro until like second grade. And then mm -hmm. I went to Calexico and that was it. That that was in it. Calexico. Yeah. I moved to Mexicali for like a couple of years, two or three years. I lived in Mexicali, which was one of the best experiences of my childhood. That's kind of where I picked up my, my Spanish. In Mexicali? Oh yeah. I didn't, I wasn't fluent at all. And then they kicked me into the streets of Mexicali and oh, you know, you're a kid, man. Yeah. All you want to do is play. Sponge, 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 sponge. Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, so I'm from the, I'm a, I'm from the Imperial Valley dude. And I, and I love that. I'm I have a bunch of friends and family, obviously, but not more, more friends now than family. And I say, whoa, man, what, what's there to do fun on a weekend here? You guys all hang out at Walmart and stacks. Yeah, no, bro. It's like, they all go to Walmart. Yeah. They all go hang out because if Walmart had air conditioning, they would tell them, it's like, yeah, bro, Walmart has air conditioning. So we just oh, cruise dude. up and down the aisles, hang out. It's like the meeting spot for everybody dude. in the high school. Aisle six, man. That's where it was <laughs> at, dude. Dude. It was Where the Takis were, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was true, man. So nice. Calexico, I feel like now 
I know a little bit more about your upbringing. You're a calexico guy. That means, you know, yeah. you're, you're very family oriented, you know? Very. It's very hot where you come from, bro. So you like to crush modelos because they're refreshing. Yeah. And you what got inside. you into the beer game? Was it just that drinking as a, a young lad in calexico? So, dude, the, the, looking at it retrospectively, I have a very different approach. Big word. I don't know what it meant. I just retro. I saw, it on, I, I saw it on a poster before I got here. Um, thinking of it now, I could probably point to different reasons as to why I stuck in the in the brewing world. But what got me into beer was I wanted to try it out. So I graduated as a nurse. Mm, nice, right? So I, I finished nursing school and. I was by myself, dude. I didn't have my wife. I didn't have kids. I was over here in San Diego, like on my own, right? So um, at the end of nursing school, which is tough, dude. I went to an ex expedited nursing school. Oh, wow. So it's one of those yeah. third, it's like you pay a lot more, yeah. but it gets you through, but you really, get you through yeah, it quickly, yeah, yeah. correct. Just enough to not kill anybody. Mm -hmm. And then and then they let you out into the world. And then- With the syringe in hand. Yes, syringe and orange. <laughs> I was still practicing. Um, and then I said, you know what? Here's my life. It, it really was kind of like I, I needed to sit down and really think about what the next step was. And I said, here what is what my life is going to be. All right. I had already been prompted about what the nursing world is going to give you, what your base salary was going to be, what kind of world you can expect. Right. And I had this nice little thought in my mind about what it would be like to work for a brewery. Um, Hangar 24 in Redlands. Redlands, yeah. Those, Mike, I have a cousin, a really close cousin that lives in Redlands and he took me to my first craft brewery, which is Hangar 24. Hangar 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It was super small, man. They, have, they were still tiny. And he takes me, he goes like, dude, you gotta check this place out. And I'm like, what is craft beer place or whatever? And he goes, it's, they make their beer there. I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah, we have some of those in San Diego, whatever. And he takes me to Hangar 24 and I just had a great time. And then after that visit, I was like, you know what? I wonder how cool it would be to, to work for a brewery. And that was it. That was the extent. I was like, I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to do this. I'm going to drive. But I wonder how cool it would be yeah. to work in a brewery. I'm going to have a Buick. It's going to be- Ripping. I'm going to be cruising down with a license <laughs> plate that said hot stuff. And then, and then I said, but you know what? Check this out. I, I had a, a long sit down with myself and I said, if I get to that point and I build a family- and have kids and all that stuff that that particular uh, profession will award you financially. There's no way that I can look my wife in the eyes and say, hey, I wanna go work minimum wage and at a brewery uh, because I have this, because I, ha I want to. I have a void I wanna fill. Exactly. I have, I have exactly. a box I wanna check. Exactly. And so I said, oh, you know what? Let me do it now. Um, I have this nursing thing and- let me Yeah, at least you, you came brewery. from a place of a firm foundation already. I mean, you already had that something to fall back on. Most people in the brewing yeah. industry kind of just jump in head first, don't looking back and say, let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. See, let's make it work. And then ultimately they like find out a few years down the line, I don't like this industry anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, if I wanted to be a janitor, I would have been a janitor, you know, because well, mo most working in brewery is cleaning, cleaning, cleaning is what people don't ha, understand. Yeah. Well, I started as a janitor. Yeah. What uh, people don't get is like legitimately sanitary, cleaning, cleaning, cleaning is what working in a brewery is like. Yeah. So, I tell people, it's like, if you want to be a brewer, you got, you got to be comfortable knowing that all you're going to do is cleaning 80% of the time Work. and watching water boil for the other 20% of the time. <laughs> straight, <laughs> up, straight up, dude. Uh, and, and so I, I, I sent my resume out to like every single brewer. I could Hanger 24 of. as well? Yeah, Hanger, nice. Hanger, denied. They, Redlands, home of Landon Donovan and Little Zan. 
carry on. Yeah, he was a wildcat, I think. Um, Rev, shout out to Rev out there. My cousin played football for Rev. And then, um, so I sent my 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 resume out because I made this decision. I said, I'm doing this, dude, and I'm, and I'm gonna see what it's like. Um, well, shit, I didn't know it was that hard to get a brewery gig back in the day. It's harder now. I was like, it was kind of hard back then too. What do you think it makes it difficult? The allure of everything that's like, oh, you wanna be part of our club? Like, oh, we have to make sure we vet you and you're, Lie or you're you're capable of being cool enough to be of this club, man. I think I think there's a little bit of that. I think there's a little bit of a hyper embellishment of what the science is because yes, there's a lot of science yeah. in it, but you don't really use it. No, nope. and 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 at least in a big production facility, at if, most facilities, if at most facilities, if you're starting your brewery from the, you just broke ground and you have to make recipes. Yeah, you know what? All of that jazz uh, brewing school, that's mm-hmm. gonna come in real handy. But if you're now at the point where you've started your spot and you just need some shift brewers, you just need to know directions, yeah. follow directions. But I think that that's where it's coming from. It's like, oh, no, 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 you need to know brewing. You don't have a, a degree in brewing? Oh, well, I don't know if you're gonna make it here. And you're like, I can follow directions. I, I, don't, I, I think that that gets lost in translation somewhere. Le ponen más crema su taco que se requiere, bro. I mean, it, it's not a tough gig. I have a degree in brewing and brewing in science technology. And, I've, yeah, I, and, and yeah. we're almost four years into our operation here on, in Chula Vista. And I've yet to brew on our facility, on, 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 our, on our brew house, perdón. Like, mm-hmm. And I have a degree and I, you know, I would be lost. I need somebody like Kevin to tell me, okay, now do this, now do that. And at that point, yeah. after two or three brew sessions, I'll be like, all right, cool. There it is. Got yeah. it. You yeah. know? Yeah. And then when you have to troubleshoot, that dude pops in. Yeah. I think the idea is to be that dude. Yeah. Right? Where like, hey, um, and quite frankly, in Ballast Point, uh, I started, I started, uh, I had a lot of graveyard shifts, dude. I spent almost, yeah, about two years on and off uh, putting it all together, graveyard shift. And at two o'clock at night, shit goes wrong. You don't want to call your, you don't want to call the guy, dude. You want to, you want to know how to figure this Troubleshoot, out. Troubleshoot, Your baby. gravity is yeah. low. What do you do? Or it's too high. What do you do? And all this stuff like that. And yeah, I guess I could see where some of that information comes into play, but not really. So I applied everywhere, got rejected. Rosie Pronko at Stone, if you're listening, thank you for rejecting me all of those 30 times. I really Damn. wanted to work for Stone. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I wanted to work for Stone. So bad. Not bitter. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, I was. A, I became an arrogant bastard after mm. that, dude. No, no, no. All, all uh, joking aside, like I really did want to work for Stone because I wasn't trying to get into the scene or the industry like most people were trying to get to the industry. I just thought that this was going to be a dope thing to do. Yeah. And I said, I don't want. I I loved nursing, dude. I thought I was a good nurse. I think I thought I had this peppy kind of thing that your orange never complained. The, yeah, the orange was just. You wouldn't even see. Like, even juice keep out. sticking me, bro. Just yeah. no problem. You keep Ask sticking me. me. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think that I just realized that I didn't want to be in a hospital more than I wanted that I needed to be. Correct. A lot of good shit happens in a pot uh, in a hospital, dude. Babies are born, people get better, but there's a lot of oh that sucks, and there's a lot of oh that was a downer. Yeah. Oh, I gotta and, break that to this family now. Yeah. Yeah, man. And so I just said, hey, I don't have that much time. I really did take a look at at this kind of like timeline on this little floating rock that we're that, that we're all on. I go, I'd rather just try to be happy most of the time. 
And I saw I'll work at a brewery. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought the brewery life was going to give me that, dude. It was a rude awakening for sure. I started as a janitor. Um, I applied to Ballast Point. I sent the vice president at the time or the president at the time an email. I didn't know anything about hierarchies or anything like that in the brewery. I thought everybody was the same. Mm-hmm. And so I sent an, uh, uh, an application in and they said, you know what? We have a position for you. I'm so sweet. What is it? It's a position for a weekend graveyard facilities coordinator. All right. And okay. Like, oh, that mm. sounds cool. It's a janitor. Custodial engineering. Yeah. Man, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know the dynamics of a mop. And so I did it. Cause I, I really you wanted, wanted your foot in the door, bro. I, I wanted my foot in the door. And, and if you really wanted that bad, you'll do whatever is available to get in there. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And I really wanted it bad. And Ballast Point was, um, I worked at a restaurant putting myself through nursing school for mm-hmm. a while and we sold Ballast Point there, but it's just fish. And I'm, I don't fish, dude. Like I don't fish. I caught a, a eight eyed catfish at the canal once when I was a kid. <laughs> That's that, that crazy lexical canal, man. I am protein in Omegas. Um, but I was like, dude, that's not my vibe. That's why I wanted to work for stone so much because mm-hmm. I thought they were cool. I was like, oh, that gargoyle. I didn't even think that you could say bastard or put bastard on, on like a product. Only if it's a preceded by arrogant. Arrogant. And, yeah. and the, Damn. you can't handle this, it said. It's not for you. What is it? What was the first one? Uh, yellow fizzy beer is for for wussies. for wussies. Yeah, I don't even think you can get away with that anymore. Do they? They can't, can't even get away Jesus with it anymore. Lord, man. <laughs> well, yeah, those you your your brand. You know, Bellis Point, the company you work with, and Stone and Coronado. Mm-hmm. Like those are yeah. all the heavy hitters. Carl Strauss. Those were all like the pioneers here in San Diego. You know, like when, yeah. when I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, Ballast Point, Stone. I also wanted to work in the beer industry, you know, but I had a job and I was married at the time. And then I, we had our first son, Sonny, in August 11th, 2012. And that's when it was legitimately, for me, it's like, this is what I want. Do I want to be getting up every day, working in the finance world? All right, finance, You know, right. Uh, from 7.30 to 6.30 every night, I'm going to see my family for a handful of hours, you know? And, and there's not, there's many parallels right now with my work schedule and that, but ultimately my work schedule now and, and how it relates to what it would have been if I stayed in that industry, it's like, this is going to, this has an expiration date for me. You know, ultimately I'm, I'm slowly already kind of taking steps back, you know, relinquishing some of the reins that I so tightly grip onto here. It's like, anybody can do what I'm doing. I just want to make sure we do it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then I just hand it over to somebody else. Okay, cool. You got this. You got this. Cause ultimately I'd like to step back and just, you know, Chill. hang out. Be with my kids. Like I bust my ass every day knowing that in a few years, that's it. Yeah. You know, but this brewery industry was very appealing to me too. I was like, yeah, it it, it really is. You know, it's, it's like one of those things. It's like, oh, wow. That's like a shiny little quarter just hanging out there. What, how do I get my hands on that shiny quarter? I want a shiny quarter. My shiny, my quarter is dull. You know, yeah, no, 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 it's just like, it's nasty, you know? And you just look at it and like, all right, well, what can I, I never applied anywhere though. I just saw the classes. Oh, I'm just going to start one. Yeah. We saw the class, uh, the San Diego state classes, the UCSD, the Siebel Institute, and we had joined all of them and, and we got our certificates and, and, and everything, the degrees. And then we just said, well, fuck it. Let's do our own. Let's work with another brewery and kind of like wet, like just get our, what is it? Cut our teeth yeah. and, and learn yeah. how to do this, yeah. you know? And we did and we just jumped in. Oh, well. But I mean, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would have been a good employee at a brewery. 
Sounds like you're a good delegator. Yeah. I'm a good, hey man, this is awesome. You want to do it? <laughs> there, that's, that's an art to it too, man. And, and, and brewing is weird because it gets, especially now, it gets corralled so, or it gets intertwined so much with like just corporate stuff. Yeah. And it's like- But wait, you guys are at a different level. Let's be real. Let's, we uh, are at a particular yeah. tier. You're, yeah. you're, you're at a tier. I feel like it's very unique just to yourself. You know, but give us a little bit of history of Ballast Point and where you were throughout the whole transition of being independent, going to the big, the, the main stage, yeah. coming back to independent, Ooh. you know, like all of the things. For people who don't know, guys, this is not a fucking beer podcast. Primeramente, let me tell you. But it's interesting to know these stories. Like people always ask me, when are you guys going to sell for a billion dollars? How do you guys get a contract with Modelo? How do you guys get a constellation better? I said, bro, they don't do that. That's just, that That will never happen again. A $500 million buyout yep. tampoco That's will never happen again. Never. Maybe a 50 million, maybe a 75 million. Well, it didn't work. <laughs> the reason why it's not going to happen again is because it didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, failed it miserably. It really doggy. didn't work out in the best way possible. Mm. So, all right, let's take it back. I started in 2012 as a janitor and then right place, right time. Right, so Scripps Ranch is where I cut my teeth, and that was the original main production facility. Hell yeah. Right? Beautiful facility. It was gorgeous. Yes, very nice. It's the June Shine now, which is nice. I Still know nice. I haven't been there yet. It's Not to that more, one. More, there's more dream catchers uh, sprinkled around the, the tasting room. Now. Oh, wait, I feel like when you see, you gotta drop the, this noise. Welcome ah. welcome to June Shine. Oh where my God, <laughs> I feel healthier. <laughs> Bing. I love June Shine. Uh, shout out to Colin and Megan and uh, I mean Morgan and everybody that I know. La Morgan. La Morgan 10 week. Um, but so it was a very special place, dude. It was a very special place. It was almost CBGBS mm. where you could walk in there and you go like, all right, there's something that- There's a vibe here. There's something that seeped into the walls, dude. And we were having fun. Ballast Point was on an upswing. So a little bit of right place, right time, a lot bit of right place, right time, right attitude though. I wasn't there for a lot of reasons that other people were there, right? I never homebrewed. I tried it once. I suck. I didn't want to do that. And then once I started getting the hang of beer, I didn't want to bring it home. So I'm not a big avid home brewer, right? I knew Ballast Point. And there was, a, there, dude, there was just people that need to put bread on their tables. Hell yeah. They needed to feed their family. Yes, sir. And it was a, it's blue collar work. It's a production facility. And man, some of those guys are my best friends. Some of those gals are my best friends, but I wasn't there for that. I wanted something a little bit more. I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to make this a beautiful experience for my life. I didn't want to clock in and clock out and call it a day and go home and, and, and resent work. Mm. I wanted to make sure that I was having a good time here. And at that stage of Ballast Point, it was fun, man. Yeah, we were growing and maybe not everybody has the same experience that I did, but I was the whistle while you work kind of guy. I wanted to, oh, I'm gonna sweep your floors. I'm gonna do it great. With the biggest grin ever. Oh, dude, I, I thought it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I was able to cross departments easily, mm -hmm. talk to everybody doing everything and because everybody had a floor and mm -hmm. it needed to be swept and everybody needed their trash taken out. So that was me. So, you know, I'm there you know, taking a little bit longer to take the trash out because I'm talking to the packaging line guy and wanting to know what he's doing. And then uh, I'm talking to Essay, uh, Steven Anderson on the brew house going like, hey man, how do you do this? And he's showing me everything. So it was a nice way of fluidly going through different uh, departments and getting like a well-rounded idea of what 
this establishment was, right? You were getting the best edu- form of education at any brewery. Yeah. That was the position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no ego. I was the bottom. I was the bottom. I was like the bottom of the totem pole. But so, you didn't view it like that. You no. viewed it as an opportunity to sponge things. Dude. You were a kid in a candy store. I would, I'd love, that's the best position I've ever had. For sure. Not just retro, not just looking back at it and going, man, I learned a lot. No, I was actually having a really good time. And I didn't have that much responsibility, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's great. It's cool sometimes not to have that much responsibility and just be a gnat on the beer, you know? Yep. Just like checking stuff out and, and seeing what's going on. And then I forgot what year it was, but it was the year or years of growth. Dude, it was fast. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I'm, I'm not even joking. I got promoted up to production and then slowly but surely got promoted to the cellar. And I think it was in the cellar um, when I was a filter technician that, okay, these guys are, are going ham on this thing. I would take deep breaths right before I clocked in. I would stand in you front. You knew it was coming. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would stand in front of the, the, the time, the, the clock in and I would take a deep breath. And I would literally psych myself out because I was running. We were running across the brewery. Like we had to run. Um, It was fast. It was really fast. And sculpting was taken off and we had maxed out every single square inch of that facility. And they were looking at, they were on paper. It doesn't make sense. Like on paper, what we were doing with what we had, it really doesn't make sense. Which is awesome. It is. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome (laughs) for, it's awesome for everybody because there was no time to think about this sucks. There was no time to think about, Hey, what are they doing over there? And why do they get that? There was nothing that it was just like, everybody like was exiting the baseball locker room. Everyone's getting pats on the ass. You know, like I got passed up for promotions, like three, four times. And I was happy about the dude that was getting the promotion. You're a tight knit group. Yeah. And it was one of these in real time. It was one of these uh, reminders of, oh, I'm in the right place. Like my boy that I claim every day that I love. And he, I call my brother and all this stuff. He gets promoted and he passes me up. This is the moment where am I gonna, am I bitter? And if I am bitter, is he really, is he really my boy? Mm. No, he'd be, he'd pass me up. He gets a, he he gets the the biggest kudos, and I was like, dude, yeah, man, you fuck, yeah, kill dude, it, you deserve it, kill it, kill it, kill, yeah. it, kill it, kill it. Your time will come, your time will come, and then that's um, how you know you're at the right place, though. Yeah, you know, yeah, you have the right people around you. There's no egos, and you said, yeah, there's no dramas, nothing. Yeah, because everybody's busy, everybody's working, everybody has a task, everybody's like getting it done. I feel like when things are at a stagnant stalemate, standstill, it's that's when issues start to fervor and, and kind of like rise to the surface. It's like a beer. Like you put a beer out. When you first taste that beer, it's cold. It's crisp. You pound it. It's like, oh, this is the best beer I ever had. Let that beer hang out for a few minutes. Yeah. Let that beer just kind of meander a little bit in that pine glass. Then taste it. Then you start tasting different notes. Like, oh, wow, this is in there. Oh, wow, that's in there. Then you keep tasting. You're like, ¿Qué pasó aquí? Like, and it's not as, it's not as uh, awesome as I once thought it was. But if you're always hustling and, and you're busy and you have tasks yeah. and you're maintaining... Dude, it's a great time. And I think I think that a lot was said about the environment that we were building, uh, the camaraderie that we were building, and we were kind of taking the brand into our own hands. It's kind of gone the opposite way for a lot of brewers and even for us at a certain point, but there was a moment where the brand was in the hands of the of the workers because they were the essence Mm -hmm. of the brewery and that's magic. It is magic. It is magic, dude. And when you, when you think about a brand, but 
the first thing that comes to mind is the workers or the philosophy instead mm -hmm. of the business mantra. You go, okay, I can get behind that. So it really started making me feel like what we're building here is something more than beer. And that sounds, that sounds all corny, but it's, but true. it's true. And you know it, yeah. you know it, yeah. you own, you own badass brewery with badass people. And my brewery is the people, you know, exactly. like, I always use the metaphor of a bank teller. You know, when you, everybody has an account, everybody keeps their money somewhere. You know, you don't know Mr. Giannani from Bank of America or Giannini. You don't know who that guy is. Yeah. You know, he's the owner of the bank. You know, he's the guy, oh, I don't know. you know, but nobody knows him. You know, you, you know, Jeff, Jeff, the teller, Steve, the teller. That's who you see every day. Bank of America is Jeff, the teller. Bank of America is Steve, the banker, you know, not yeah. the, not the big yeah. wigs. So it's important to have that, that front line, bro. Like the, you know, like the, the people that, that the clients, the patrons connect to. That's why I'm very like, I have to pick very carefully. I have to make sure everybody who works here fits what we're doing. I love that. Are, are you on, are you in the same boat with us? And are you more importantly paddling in the same direction? You know, what is that for you though? Real quick for me, uh, I'm interested in that. You know what? And, and it's familia cerveza musica fiesta, bro. I mean, we, ah. we can't take our shit too seriously. It's fucking beer. You know, people have beer not to like overly stress on what they're drinking. And you're going to get those people that come in with little notebooks and notepads and, and write everything that they're drinking. And by all means, knock yourself out. That's, that's what makes you happy. We like to create a party atmosphere. We like to create an environment where it's a backyard barbecue and we've done it. You know, like we're, we're doing that right now. When people come in yeah. here, it's like they take a picture and they, they're, they're here. They're at the party. I'm here with glasses or I'm here with Cynthia. I'm here with geek. I'm here like, you know, my whole staff, everyone, everybody knows who's here, who works here. We don't have a big staff like Ballast Point. So it's a lot easier for people to kind of connect yeah. to our staff, yeah. but I'm proud of our staff. I'm proud of my partner, Kevin. He's killing it with beers. We're pushing it forward the way we want to push it forward. And everybody's in the same boat and everyone has a paddle and we're all going in the same direction. I love that, man. I really do. Um, there's, there's a few moments uh, across nine years that have made the highlight real in, in, in my, Ooh, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. So, well, it, it's not like, it's not juicy as more, no, as but much I mean, it is it's important like, to you. It's important to me. Yeah. Man. So I'm, I'm sweeping, I'm sweeping the floors. I'm still a janitor at this point and I'm, I'm sweeping the floors of the production of the bottling line. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we're still at the stage where these guys are hand, hand picking, uh, bottles off the, off the little belt and putting them into six packs and then putting them into cases. Anyways, um, we're making small talk and they go, Hey man, what's up, dude? Like, I didn't know this guy I was like, uh, what do you used to do? And this and that. And I was like, Oh, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. I know. Yeah. I was a nurse before I did this. And like, dude, you're, you were a nurse. Oh like, yeah. I graduated nursing school. And he goes, what the hell are you doing here? You know, sweeping the floors on top of everything. And, 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 I don't know why I thought this was even cool. Like now my boss would be pissed, but I, I asked the bottling line uh, production manager, I guess, the guy that was watching the line. Uh -huh. And I said, hey man, uh, can this guy take a quick, just a quick thing off the line so that I can show him something really quick? And he was like, he kind of gave me this look and, and I was like, please. He says, yeah, he, he had somebody fill in for this dude. And that guy that asked me what I was doing there, I said, watch, dude, check this out, come here. And so I took him to uh, the threshold that you could see into the bar from the brewery. So mm -hmm. like you're making your way towards the brewery and there's a threshold. And it was, must have been like a Thursday night or a Friday night. And I go like, check this out, dude. And we're looking at the bar at Scripps Ranch and it was packed, packed. And 
all through the bar. And I knew, I knew that I had set myself up for success because I always knew what the crowd was like. And I go, check this out. Look at from one end to one end of this bar. You're gonna see, you're gonna see white dudes, you're gonna see Asian dudes, you're going to see this black dude that always would come in with a with a a cigar that he was chomping on. He was so cool. I forget his name, but he was so cool. You're gonna see Mexican dudes, all of this stuff. It's this beautiful, eclectic mix at the bar. Yes, sir. Next to each other. Next to each other. And then we had two blaring TVs um on on each side of the bar. And I go like who is watching TV? Unless it was a game. Unless it was something important, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I said, like, who's watching? You look around, nobody's watching the TV. Dude, we were paying for nothing. And I go, look who's on their phone. I bet you, you're not gonna see that many people on their phone. And if they do have their phone out, they're taking a picture of this beer. They're taking a selfie of yep. them drinking this beer, blah, 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 blah. And I, and I go, you gotta get back to the bottom line. But that is why I wanna be here. And I just felt so hokey. But and, no I like, you know, and I was like, I don't know why I just did that, but- You were I moved. Be- well, I, I, dude, I believed in yeah. it. I believed in that. And I still do to this day. That is what really keeps me in the industry. You know That's awesome. I mean? Yeah. That is awesome. I, a, you think of it the same way. Yeah, it's, it's a little different now because everybody's on their phone. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and yeah, we have the TVs on and half the time, people, whatever's on, you know, like the freaking, when, when, when glasses works, he puts like, Binchy Morrissey videos on and Morrissey or, or the Smiths are playing. And it's like, you know, it's like, Sad. all right. Yeah, I know, but nobody cares. You know, the music's on, everybody's in their shit. They're just drinking, they're talking, they're having a good time. Beer brings people together as corny as that sounds. Legitimately, beer brings people together. You know, people just hang out and they're talking. Pre-Corona BC, before Lorona, it's like people are on the bar top, just hanging out, drinking. They don't know who they're neighbor is next to them having a pint, you know? Yeah, exactly. But that's the iceberg. Hey man, what are you drinking? Yeah. Like, what's that? Yes. And then it just develops and guess what? Now they're regulars and they come in together and you just know, it, it, for me, that's what it's, it makes a bigger difference for me since this is my community. You know, like this is my neighborhood. This yeah. is three blocks from where I live. So I know people who come to the brewery. So when I come in here and it's slam and it's busy, you know, and we're, and we're slowly getting back to the point, get letting people back in, which I feel lets it it, it brings it more together. But even when we're now, when we're outside, it, it, it's slammed, it's busy, people are sitting there and talking and, and you kind of get a glimpse of what it once was mm-hmm. and it's coming back again. That's what I love. My, my whole goal with this was always to create that atmosphere. Yeah. You know, I always thought of myself like, not, not in the negative way, but like uh, if I was a Godfather brother, I would be Fredo because I'd like hanging out and I'd have a little <laughs> bit of all of them. You know, I'd, I'd be a little bit of Fredo because I like having people and, and partying and catering to them and creating that atmosphere. I like being uh, what, Michael Corleone because you're behind. You're ultimately, you're the one pulling the strings. You know, you're just you're, you're making sure you're setting the path. You're, you're you're creating the the right direction for your staff to follow and and, and pick it up. And then the, you have to be a little bit of the sunny, a little bit of the sunny. You got to be a little bit of you know. Okay, hey, let's go. Yeah. Let's, we got to do this. You know, you got you got to be take risks. You got to be a little bit brave in the things you do. Yeah. Ultimately, your job is to set a strong sense of foundation philosophically as to what you want your company to be. And then you also have to be the engineer behind the whole thing and say, hey, look, look, this is how it's this is how it's going to run smoothly. And from time to time, this is how these are the joints that we're going to oil and blah, 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 blah. This is our goal. And then once we reach that, it's not always easy. It's not it's not always fun. I. I, I don't know what it's like to be you in the sense that 
I've never owned a spot, but you know, now that I've been with the company for so long and now that we've evolved and I have my ear a little bit closer to that, uh, to those conversations and I get to sit at the table for those conversations, it's tough, man. And I think that, I think people are really quick to, to judge a whole enterprise or a whole brand or a whole company. Based on one decision. On, based on <laughs> one decision. Man. Whether it's, you change the font yeah. or the thing. Hey, that used to be a different Where's font. the anchor? <laughs> Where'd the anchor go? You do it's it's insane. And and one of the things that you're doing with your podcast is it's kind of cool. And I know that it's not beer focused, but it is beer centric. Yeah. You go, listen, I know you guys might not like this company or whatever, but listen, listen, it might change it might change something about how you feel about that particular company because yeah. I'm very much like that. I will sit down and drink a half-ass tasting beer if I if I believe in what they're in, if why what, are you looking at the flama blanca when you did that bro what's going on here done. <laughs> am I am I enjoying it or am I trying to just <laughs> Jesus finish Christ get, get to this other beer no the flama blanca's fire dude um and I don't say that I just did I don't know anybody who says fire Jesus yeah. from Calexico bro they're gonna check you real quick I think I think yeah. okay sorry can no we add, yeah yeah go ahead and go okay. <laughs> <laughs> no I think I think we, we we fell into that predicament right so like I said Scripps Ranch blowing up, we're, we're, we're maxing out, right? And obviously the writing's on the wall. We were setting up to sell. Yeah. And we did. And we thought it was gonna be a match made in heaven. They thought it was gonna be a match made in heaven. And to tell you the truth, I, I will say this uh, open and honestly, there was a lot of good that came from it, a lot. There was a lot of things about well, yeah. I mean, that, after uh, the comma, there's a lot of zeros and then more commas. Yeah. So there's a, there's, there's a lot of good that came from it, you know? Yeah. I, I I think that the discussion that's had around uh, Ballast Point and it's getting into bed with Constellation is it's, man, it depends on who you're talking to. It really depends on who you're talking to and what their experience was. I had a great experience with it, to tell you the truth, because I mean, I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't get paid anymore. So it was all just based on, am I loving the quality of my time here? Is, is this enhancing my life in any way? And at first glance, it's exciting. You're going to be a part of the Modelo group. It's my Damn. favorite beer in the world, Damn. bro. Do I get a discount? <laughs> discounts are probably one of the, but man, I'm still hating on the discounts that we don't get anymore. But um, what was it? What did a discount look like I when you're picking up a nice little four pack of, or six pack of Modelo? Sometimes it was like, just take it. Yeah, free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. It depends on where you're at, but you get all, you, there is perks that come with having um, a large know, ass group like that backing well, dude, you. <laughs> yeah, daddy has deep pockets, right? So here's here's one of the things I do a lot of uh, beer dinners, right? So I host a lot of these beer dinners pre Rona, yeah, um, BC coming back, coming back soon. And one of the funniest things about it, dude, is that you always have that one dude. He's like three sculpins deep and he goes, Hey, you know what, dude? I, I liked sculpin when, when it was, <laughs> when it didn't change. Dude, you guys changed it. And I go like, and I, 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 re, I would respectfully chuckle. Like, I didn't want to think, I didn't want to make him feel bad, but why not? But I, <laughs> I, in the beginning I did, I was like, what? That was my reaction. Like, dude, shut up. Like whatever. But then it was like, oh, that's funny that you say that because, and then I would just- You couldn't be more wrong. Oh, dude, dude, I would do it a, okay, story time, everybody here. Gather around. I go, Sculpin changed more when we weren't Constellation mm -hmm. than, than when we were. Yeah, and, you were probably tweaking it to get to that level. Well, we had to, we, 
the problem, and like you might yeah. know, with being a small brewery it is. is that you don't get first dibs on stuff. Oh, man. A so, lot of cases you get the leftovers. Oh, dude, you're a small brewery and you, you want your flagship to be a single hop mosaic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All um, right. This beer, it works great with galaxy hops and I need to get it galaxy. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You're going to have to change that beer because there's no galaxy for you. Exactly. It's gone. Exactly. Yeah. And so reformulated Sculpin in such a way that you can kind of um, change the hops or uh, some sort of part of the beer and and change it to complement whatever you were exchanging it with so that it didn't lose its essence, right? Correct. And when Constellation took over, well, Dude, we, we were able so what to What do secure. you want? Yeah, we were what able to secure. It, I it, want caviar hops, please. Yeah. Next season, make them. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Excuse me. And I'm, and I'm waiting. <laughs> I, you, can, you can do the, the watch the Little watch tap. The, um, the watch tap. Is it ready yet? <laughs> Bernard, where are my hops? And Constellation was able to do that for us. And what it ended up doing was it instilled something in, in even Battle's Point today that highlighted, hey, do what you need to do to make sure that you don't change it as often. Like consistency, consistency. Yeah. It was more consistent, and we're, we've always been about consistency, dude. Since since the dawn of our company, right? But there's the want for it, and then there's the actuality. Yes, sir. And and so what Constellation was able to do for us for a long time was um, integrate this this level of consistency, and we're still doing it now. But you know, if Constellation wouldn't have given us that that sort of um, Financial like freedom. Financial freedom. <laughs> there was a lot of things that wouldn't have wouldn't have come out of this it. point. I don't doubt so it. So there's some yeah. good. Um, the corporate structure that just didn't see eye to eye with with the the, the craft essence that that we were, um, and that we are now again. It, it just you know this, the planets didn't align, and it, it was it was a nice handshake departure. Like, hey man, uh, thank you, but but this is not going to work out. And it was like, thank you, and this is not going to work out. And luckily, you know, uh, we had some believers that wanted to not see Bow's Point take a bullet and get buried. And so they did, which is kind of rad. Yeah, right. And then, and and they're, th that's where we're at now, dude. It's the Kings and Convicts. Kings and Convicts yeah. from Illinois. Yeah, they're from Chicago. And dude, they're just- How was it working with them? They're rad. Yeah. They're cool dudes. They're a crazy Australian, uh, an awesome uh, English dude. And they just like to pound pints and they believe in what we were supposed to be all along, which is- Drink, I mean, brew what we want to drink and, and no compromises, man. I am the guy, like you said earlier, that had a duet Ooh. from Alpine Ooh. and loved it. A Nelson. And then Green Flash took over and rebrewed those beers. And, I, uh, and I'm like, nah, man, this ain't, aye, aye. this ain't the same beer. It's like, yeah, yeah, but that, on that one was, was a little bit different. I was like, was uh, this ain't the same fucking beer. It was, but yeah, I mean, when I, for me, it was a nostalgia thing with the, with the California Kolsch, you know, Yellowtail was my beer. Like anywhere we would go, bro. Dude, you call it, you could call it Yellowtail. Look, Thank like, you. you're not supposed Thank to, you. but if that's what you, if that's what you <laughs> feel in the heart of your soul, call it Yellowtail. I still call it Yellowtail. I get slapped in the wrist all the time. Right. Cause we would go have dinner at, um. The fish market, you know, down down over there in the uh, Seaport Village area, and they would have yellowtail there, you know, and and that was my dinner beer. I was like, you know what? Let me get a, let me get a yellowtail and some of the smoked fish, you know. Mm -hmm. Let me let me let me get the the pasta and and I said, yes, yellowtail, please. I said, no, it was be yellowtail, oh, yellowtail, yellowtail here, yellowtail there, bowl bro. So then, like when the name changed, I just. 
didn't want it anymore. I was like, nope, this isn't my beer. California Colch. Oh no, I went to the original. Taste. Taste. The original. Uh-huh. It said Pale Ale, the original. You're right. Yeah. It had like this little weird little uh, spot where it was just Pale Ale, the original. And then California Colch, which is, to be fair, if you can't use the Yellow same anymore, fucking beer. Oh, it's all, it's this, everything is the exact same. It's never changed. But I'm dude. like, ya no dice yellow tail. Well, it just, again, it just rhymed. The tongue really Because yeah, nice. it rhymed. You know, it's like yellow tail, pale ale. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, we still have people that go in there and call it yellow tail, and we're just like, what are we going to do? Pretend like yeah. we're confused? Yo, what? I don't know. We don't say that. I don't know what you. Wait, well, no, you it's want okay. this one. And, it, and it, it's actually, it was actually pretty cool that that um, a lot of bars even still have it as yellow tail. Do they really? I won't name them. But do yeah, it. You, you walk in there, dude, and it's like, Yellowtail, pale mm, ale. I wonder like, what this one tastes like. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't you know? It's 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 you know. I'm not going to name anybody, so good luck um, finding it. But we we did some changes because we had to. Yeah, and I think I think that one of the main dude. I'm not salty about any of it. Really, I'm not. Pero, pero, if there is one thing that that was that was very frustrating was the amount of passion that was still be on the floor and how it was being misconstrued and filtered through or shaken through this sieve of insincerity. It's like people thought that once we went to Constellation that the people all jumped onto the bandwagon too and and that we forgot what it, what craft beer was about. You guys went through some hard times. Dude, it was frustrating, You, you guys went through some, the public perceptions points where, other, um, where people were like, oh no, fucking sellouts. I can't, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not drinking Bell's yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not drinking it. That was tough, man, because there were still people that were that were. We were still hard. going to IPA day and having the fucking watermelon flavored Eldorado, ah. los pelos. Like, we, would, we would still be going down there to Little Italy, grubbing out and doing our thing. To this day, like anytime family comes into town, that's where we always take them. Because it's conveniently located near the airport, you know, and, and it's yeah. a great menu. Yeah. And it's fucking high quality as beers, bro. We, I love all the beers that you guys have always created. Oh, well, thanks. You dude. know, except the habanero dog. I was like, no, man. dare you? I, I'm not a big fan of the habanero fucking sculpin, bro. I mean, I just. Wait, you're not good with spices? I'm not. You're Mexican dog. dog. Beer and spices, I'll keep them different, dog. Yeah. I, I like yeah. coconut. I like shrimp. I fucking hate coconut <laughs> shrimp, bro. There's nothing worse to taste than coconut dude, shrimp. Habanero sculpin just came back. Did it really? For a limited release right now. Use the voice. Are. Use the voice. <clears throat> For a limited release right now, you can go to a Ballast Point location. Actually, I don't even know. When are you going to re- release this? Probably Friday. Okay, well, we might have it by then. You can get our brought back by popular demand habanero sculpin, which is our original sculpin with a spicy dose of habanero pepper. (laughs) Uh, Be careful because spice may vary. And that's funny that as a big brewery like you guys represent and you are, you still kind of have to like watch your your, your, your wording. And it's like, oh, we might have it ready for you. It doesn't matter how big of a brewery of a facility is. If people you're still bound up, by timelines. Like, oh, wait, we might not have it in time. You know, hey, check, check, follow, follow Ballast Point or something like that before you go up, because I'm going to get in trouble if you if you start to. I'm going to release this shit today, bro. He might. Just, just okay. to be an asshole. Hey, you know what? There's like, no such thing as bad publicity. Oh, pues muy cierto. oh well, I can give you a couple examples and we, <laughs> and we can see if that. <laughs> no, but also, um, you guys, you guys weathered the storm. We did. We did, dude. And and like I said, man. I don't I, know if you float through social media and go into these fucking Facebook chats no, and all that because don't, don't do once it. upon we'll a time, it. bro, Ballast Point was a bad word. 
you know? Oh, you know what? Because you know people are like, I'm, I'm drinking this Society Coachman right now. You know, boom, and take a picture of it, go on there. Society Coachman, what do you guys think? Oh, awesome. Society can do no wrong. It's the best. It's this, it's that. I am drinking this Victory at Sea vanilla. No, wait, no, 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 no. Oh, wait, 2018 four pack that somebody brought for me upstairs. No, no. Stop it. Stop it. Still and uploading. They, <laughs> stop it. And you take a picture of it and you put it on one of these threads. Oh, boo. Valenpito, they're the worst. Pinchy sellouts. Ugh, tastes like ass now. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> worst well, beer ever. Some people were like, really? And then rush into the tasting room. Um, but <laughs> but I, that you, was an ass eating joke. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show, bro. I do. I, 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 I do a family show. I do a family show. But, yeah, I want to jump into that after you weather this storm. Um, I, I will say this. Throughout the constellation years, I will say there was people that didn't agree with us internally and they, they, they saw their way out. They, they politely excused themselves. There was people that were going to go down with the ship. You know, the dude, I was, I was the guy on the cello going down with the ship, dude. It was a pleasure to play with you boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, because I'm not it, fucking leaving, man. When, when you go through the years of ballast point, um, the, like those crazy years, dude, where I'm talking about huffing and puffing right before you clock in. Once you spill blood in the same mud, like these are your these are your brothers and your sisters, right? And I reached a point, I really did, in honesty, where I had to take a really quick look at the the company. Like, okay, dude, we don't have hungry kids in Indonesia mashing in for us. Okay, we didn't go there. There's not sweat factories making uh sculpin so i said okay cool so ethically that i don't have to go there ethically so i'm, I'm okay here now then you start distilling it down tier by Going tier down the checklist what's messed up what's yeah. messed up what's messed up and at the end of the day dude i would look at some of my my buddies that i worked with and i go like i need you i know you now i love you now i need you to be able to feed your family so i don't want because of a, a mismatched arranged marriage or whatever that wasn't even our fault. I don't, your, yeah. I don't want you to go down. I don't want you to go down. I, I knew for a long time that that at any given point, I did have a safety net. I really did. Well, yeah. To I, this day, you have a safety net. Yes. There's no, there's no- I'm all in now though, but you know, like- But, but it's still there. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the smartest play. I think, I think that would, that's, and again- we're barely meeting for the first time. We've been exchanging like messages online. So we kind of know a little bit, Yeah. but from actually gauging and, and talking, engaging with you right now, you have the freedom to be happy and do what you want and everything because you have that safety net. Yeah. You know, I feel like you feel free and, and I feel like you've excelled at what you do and you've killed in your positions ultimately from janitor all the way to sitting at the big table to having your own podcast with the organization. All of these things I feel are, are a byproduct of you living carefree in that environment, knowing in the back of your mind, yeah. if shit goes sideways, <clears throat> I have a lucrative career just waiting for me to jump in. Yeah. You I know, have to, I have to study a lot. Like, I, forgot I, all e? of it. I forgot all of it. ESL bro. Look at us. We're speaking English. <laughs> Khan Academy. You know, we, Khan Academy <laughs> we can, we, know. we can jump in this thing and do it in Spanish. Just, if, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there is that. And th the fact of the matter is that 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 freedom that I, that, that safety net that I might always know in the back of my mind, that's there. It allowed me to really be myself in this company. And I think, that, I think that I've excelled in this company because I just, 
I wear it on my sleeve, dude. Good. Like I'm happy and I'm happy. If I'm not happy, then I had a rule, dude, for a long time. I don't know if I still have this rule just because I have kids now and stuff, but I had a rule. It's like, and I bet you get this all the time. You walk you walk into a party, you walk anywhere you go. And the, 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 what do you do? Hey, so what, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And everybody would ask me what I do. And I said, oh, well, I, actually I work for a brewery. Oh, lucky. Whoa, doctors, lawyers. Whoa, man, I wish, I wish. I made a rule. I said, if my response to that response was ever, uh, you know what, dude, it's not that cool. <laughs> Sucks, really. They don't know, whatever. That was my cue to politely excuse myself from the industry. Yeah. But I didn't, dude. They would be like, dude, you must love your job. Hey, you know what, dude, I do love my I ain't job. gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't wanna rub it in, but like, yeah, I do love my job. You make, you make a lot more money than I do, but I love my job. I hope yeah. you love your job too. And I would look at my paycheck in those early days, in today, even still today, you look at your paycheck and you just add zeros. There's just imaginary zeros there that are unquantifiable financially, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, monetarily. They're just, there's something that adds and embellishes your Self-fulfillment zeros, you know, things yeah. that, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. put into a pint glass and it just kind of like, oh, yeah, I make you know, beer, dude. Passionate about what I do. Remake beer, I bro. love it. I, I, I don't lose sleep at, the only way I lose sleep at night, dude, is knowing that we're pumping out stuff that we don't believe in, man, really. But dude, we're not putting bases on the moon, dude. I'm not making the vaccine over here. It's I'm making beer. beer, dude. It's pura chela, bro. It's pura chela. There, good and then there's, yeah, it's very good beer. You're not, I'm, talking no, about no, I'm not talking about yours. I'm talking, I'm talking about, about yours. How about I'm talking about La tuya. I'm drinking yours. Um, fuck. I'm drinking society. That's okay. I, I brought <laughs> you beer though. I brought yeah, you. I don't know if you wanted me to say that you brought me beer. You brought me California Kolsch. You brought me, uh, I think you brought me uh, Sour Wench. Barrel aged. Oh, papito. I can't wait to have like the, the antacid later. That's going to feel oh, great yeah, going yeah. down the esophagation. Well yeah, well very well. <laughs> you brought me my favorite beer, bro. I didn't know what variant it was. I just saw 2018 and I saw barrel aged and I just said, oh, Toma. se me movió poquito, viejo. Toma. Uh, Toma. Sculpin. You brought me all the hits, bro. Got you. What's, I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll send you home with a bottled water. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> is it sparkling? It's, it's Topo bro, from the hills of Monterrey. I'm going to open another beer. Get the way you see it. Talk to me about your podcast. Talk to me about that. That's always interesting to me. I, I, I like to pick the brain of other podcasters. Like Whoa. I told you before, it's like, I, what am I doing right? Like, I, I like to be critiqued. Yeah. Like, what am I doing wrong? What can I do better? How did you do this? How did you do that? How did you come to that conclusion? Da, 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 da. I talk a lot, bro. Dude, I talk a lot. I can tell you talk a lot. Yeah. We talk you. a lot. Yeah. We yeah. Talk a lot. My bell. It's okay. okay. People like listening. So fuck it. Look, I think I think there's, and I'll say this before uh, before I go into that. I think there's a big difference between people that like to talk a lot and then people that like to have conversations. I like to have conversations, yeah. and I talk a lot when we're in those conversations. Right, right. But <laughs> there's this thing that people do, and you can tell. You can mm. tell. You go, oh, you're just waiting for your turn. Yeah. There's people that listen with their mouth, bro. Is that, what, he, is that yeah, what you call it? Yeah, I do. It's like, oh, you're just you're just waiting to jump in. Yeah, you're just waiting yeah. for me to stop. I'm yeah. not going to give you an opportunity. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm going to give you a run sentence. What happens sentence. when an unstoppable <laughs> object meets an unmovable object? That's true, man. Is. People people are consistently just are waiting their turn to talk. And that's awesome because I want to hear what everyone's got to say. I Everybody's got a story to tell. Everybody does, dude. Yeah. And you, your podcast does a good job of bringing that story out. But I do think that there is a the art of conversation. And I, I know that you think about this a lot because you do a lot of podcasting now, right? So um, I know that you pick up from 
professionals, right? You pick up from guys like Stern, like you. My favorite you, guy. Yeah, I know, I know it. And there, it's because they do something magical with their cadence. They do something magical with the way that they talk. And I've been having Damn, to Damn, you said cadence. You made it move again. Well, it's because I have a Peloton. I like cadence. <laughs> um, and, and, and you go, all right, well, this is fun. Once you really start, what are you rumbling over there? I don't know. I saw something start blinking. Yeah. Está bien. Perfecto. It's okay. It's that button asking <laughs> it push. Push, it push me. But, all right, I'll fucking push um, you. It's pleasant. It's pleasant. It's lilac too. There's nothing more pleasant than lilac. Oh, wow. That looks great. I, I think that once you figure out how to do that in, in this environment that we're in now of complete just adherence to text, adherence to social, um, running rampant with whack ass comments that have no, nothing behind them except this, this vicious propulsion, right? It's like, you just wanna be mean. Like there's no, you don't even think about it. And there's something beautiful about having a conversation when, when, when you're thinking about it. Like when you're saying, okay, this is the dance that we're doing. Yeah. This is the little la bailada, the little Now waltz. you're leading. Now I'm leading. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. you're leading. On the podcast, uh, Ballast Point has allowed me to host. <laughs> They're bad. Uh, has been- I like it, fool. <laughs> <laughs> I well, think you're doing an excellent job, man. Well, I appreciate that, yeah. dude. And, and I'm very self-conscious about it. Good. Dude, I don't listen to myself. Never. At all. Ever. Ever. Mm -mm. I've never, I haven't, I listened to one. Um, and that was just because I was supposed to get some stuff out of it or some information that I was actually just curious about. So I listened to it, but it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Yeah. I don't like listening to myself. I don't, but I really, really like talking to people. Mm -hmm. And what I think is cool about Ballast Point's new podcast dedicated to the craft Boom. every week. Um, Where can we find it, Jeff? Well, you know what? You can find us on Apple. Spotify mm. podcast. Mm. And we actually have a visual component too on YouTube, which I recommend highly because it's just cool to see people sometimes. Chihuahua fancy. I've been trying to set that up for the last five yeah, episodes. Treehouse tri yeah, Pumbles. but now it's like, I, I, I've had to bring everything in here and I feel like everything got put on hold, but it's fucking coming, dog. It's gonna you, be- You need the visual I component. feel like the aesthetics in here are like screaming like, film me, record me. People would love to see what's going on in here. I, I actually do think that your podcast in particular, you already have the- um, you already have the entertainment value audibly. Like there's some, I, I, I want to feel, I want to say that there's some podcasts that even sometimes I'll watch just because I want to, there's something visually captivating about mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. you know? And then, and, and what they, what they, what they have visually makes up what they lack um, just from an audible perspective. Right. Um, but you don't have that problem. That's a gentle way of talking shit about somebody. Well done. Yeah. You know who I'm they know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking Come about. On, dude, don't play. But your podcast doesn't have that problem. Dude, Thank it's you. funny. Your podcast is cool. And the dude. thing is, we don't try to be funny. The thing is, we just, it just happens. Like, I don't know you, bro. Yeah. I, I, legit, I legitimately just met you today. I like you though. And we can, well, you know, we're, you're growing on me. And, and we can, <laughs> and, we, and I feel it's like the the, it's just the people that I come in with, I normally don't know them. Unless it's like homies that are part of the crew and I say, you know what? Come in, bro. Let's just do a fucking podcast. Let's just have some drinks. Let's throw on a game and let's just shoot the shit. And people enjoy those more than the, the conversational pieces. But I feel now people look forward to these kinds of conversations. Like, oh, who is this guy? 
I want to fucking know who this yeah. guy is. Like, why is he? Why did Steve bring him on? Yeah, you know, it's like let's 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 see who it is. And then I'll get messages regularly, like, "Hey, bro, killer job on talking to that guy." Yes, dude. it's like I I had no idea who he was, and now I feel like I know that person. Danielle, like, I just released it today, and I got a shit ton of messages. You know what? It was great. Yeah, she's like, I I never listened to the radio, but just listening to her, like, you know, have a conversation with you and you guys going back and forth. I want to listen to a radio show. Yeah. You know, I interviewed uh, Steven Woods yesterday for the 97.3, the fan, big Padre guy, big, big, uh, it's a flagship station for the Padres. Never met him. I've heard his station because I enjoy, I love the Padres. So I enjoy people to talk about the Padres. Brought him in here. By the time we're done, bro, we're shooting the shit, talking shit, making bets. We're going to go golfing next Tuesday. Oh, like ultimately, you know, it's like, ultimately it's like, I know who the people are that are, are gelling with me. We gel. Everybody that I brought in here, I feel like I've gelled. You, you, but that's that's uh, the the way that you have of making people feel comfortable. Really, lets. Well, we're naked, so well, that helps. I, I came with no pants. <laughs> I, I showed up with no pants. That was kind of an issue. I didn't want to make you feel weird, so well, I took the mine off the front of. The, I don't know who the hell you had running the door, <laughs> but that was messed up, dude. Um, there were boxer briefs. <laughs> A little slit. I, I think that I think that you have a way of, of making people feel comfortable. And my podcast, for instance, is it's interesting. Um, we're at, we're actually changing the the flow of it. Okay, we're, we're like re- restructuring it a little bit. It's going to get a little bit more condensed. Um, I like what flow you have here. Long conversation, really get to know people, and and that vibe works for you really well. But for our podcast, I think I'm, I'm we're going to toy around with more of a high octane, quick snippet, like, hey, I want you to jump, jump on the show, and we're not going to go an hour, but in the time that we do have, I, you know, I just want it to be fun and engaging. And if people like it, people will follow. Yeah. And start to listen. And when they start to listen, then we can be a little bit more experimental and, and listen to what the what the what the feedback is, right? Like, hey, I wish you guys would go a little bit longer. Yeah. Like right now we don't have anybody going, hey, I wish you guys would just go longer. But we did have some um that was great. Uh it's just a little long. And so they cut out at some point, right? And you know, being a host of the show, I'm just like, oh, oh well, that's interesting. No, no no good or bad feelings. It's just like, that's very interesting. And I'm, I'm, I'm predominantly working with people in the industry and people in the industry, it's like, there's, there's a, there's people that are very eccentric and mm. people that are very introverted. Right. Yeah. And so the best way to get some of the introverts, some of those guys out of their shell a little bit, Here, have some beer is to have some beer and quick, <laughs> hey, you know what, dude, I'm not going to give you any time to relax. I just want to go in and I want to go in hot and it's fun. It's actually really fun. And I think it highlights a little bit more about what my per- personality is. Anyways, I, I like to be like, you're quick, high octane. Yeah. I like high octane. But when I'm listening to podcasts, slow down. I, I like this. Like, take it easy. I like what relax. you're doing. Because, I like what you're doing with Emo Brown. Yeah, we got like an hour and a half. Like, relax. We don't have to get it all out right now. Exactly. Tranquilo, mijo. No pasa nada. That's what I like. And that's what happens when you're sponsored by a, a, a cannabis company. It allows you to chill out. You know? <laughs> you and then Pick it up a like, little I don't know bit, what your company rules are about smoking, but I, you're smoking a bowl of my stash. You need to chill out, bro. <laughs> I don't want to send you out like this. You got to drive. But yeah, you know, pandemic uh, happened and, and re re- we needed to do all these pivots, right? Pivots. Yeah, I hate pivots. that fucking word. Pivots. Uh. And, and and the thing that, that I thought about and that some of us thought would be a good idea was, you know, like we don't have a way of you know, really 
hard, hardcore promotion or promoting our brand when our tasting rooms get shut down. So the idea of podcast was tossed around and they were like, Hey, you know, why don't we start a podcast? And, and what, what that will enable us to do is to at least still be in people's ear, you know, still give people an idea that, Hey, we're still here. We're still around. And if we can find a way to make it fun and engaging and people want to listen to it, then, you know, all the merrier. But I wanted to make sure that we were using the platform to bring everybody up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we have, we have internal episodes because I wanted to highlight the, the, the boys and gals that are inside of Ballast Point doing the work and giving them some time to shine. Everybody likes a little you bit You get of a chance to, to work with Matt Simpson. Matt Simpson's my boy. Matt Simpson and I went to high school together. Another product of Bonita Vista High School. Are you Jesus Christ. Long time BP uh, brethren. Yeah. That guy has a solid beard and he has a solid attitude. I think that dude's had a beard since we were freshmen in high school, I think man. he did. Yeah, I saw baby <laughs> pictures. I was like, what the hell? So wait. That's not a prop? <laughs> Um, something's in that water. Yeah, your your company, bro, Bella's Point. I know a lot of people in that company because it's a very it's one of those uh, it's one of those opportunities where you get the chance to work there. You take that chance. You go in and you just you know soak it all in. I rarely hear if former employees leaving Bella's Point bitter or angry. Unless they're going to start their own spot. Yeah. They don't leave unless they're going to start yeah. their own spot or they're moving. There's no lateral movement out of the company. There's always- Why would there be? You know, it's like- Mm, that, that, that you're working at the pinnacle of a big brewery. Yeah. You know, yeah. you guys are like Samuel Adams West, bro. You know, oh, yeah. it's like, it's like that level for us. I'm like, that's cool. And you're a, you're a major intricate part of that. You are a voice piece for the company and you actually are hands-on making the beer. You're like a brand ambassador that started from the bottom and now look at where you're hanging out, bro. At this point, yeah, that's probably the best way to, to describe what I'm doing for the company. I don't, I don't like to say that I'm, I'm down on the floor making the beer, even though I'm down on the floor a lot. I don't like to say that I'm down on the floor doing the beer. I'll go down, I'll weigh out some hops for the boys. I'll ask them, hey man, do you need a hand? I got you but I'm not breaking my back anymore. And so- Well, you paid your dues, my man. Yeah. That I, was one of the hats you wore though. Yeah, it's definitely one of the hats that I wore, but to, to, to any of the team listening, I just want them to always remember that, hey, yo, I remember what it was like to, to be the dude on the floor breaking his back and putting in, the, putting in the sweat. And when you're not doing it, you don't feel comfortable saying that you do it, you know? Not so so I, I weigh out the hops, dude. I'll, I'll go in there and help my brother out, Matt, throwing- a thousand pounds of sugar into a beer that needs the gravity needs to be high and stuff like that. And I'll do it with a smile on my face because I'm helping my boy out. But you know, I don't, I don't, I, I'm very careful about going around saying that I'm a, I'm a brewer mm-hmm. because brewers brew. Yeah. You'll ne- you'll never hear me saying that I'm a brewer. I've never brewed on our system. I've brewed on our, really a little R and D system. Yeah. Why is we made it clear that we, each one of us stays in our lane, you know, like, can't have too many chiefs, too many chefs in the kitchen is just going to ruin it. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, um, let me focus on the marketing and on the business development of this. You focus specifically on brewing. You're like, don't worry about anything else. Your job is brewing, getting it done. Do we, and our system is not huge. It's only a 10 barrel and 20 barrel fermenters, but focus on that, kill that, like grab that and just own it. Yeah. And I'll do what I have to do and I'm going to grab this and I'm going to own it. Part of that is this. I mean, I, I wanted to create different things that ultimately keep the name in your head. Like, oh, did you listen to the Emo Brown podcast? Oh, yeah, I talked about Three Punk Gales. Oh, they talked about uh, the Bounce Point. Oh, you know, it's like, that was the whole premise to start this. The whole premise to start this was to use it as a platform to kind of promote everything we do. Yeah. And so far it's working, you know, and now I got other people coming in yeah. promoting their things. And now Emo Brown is just like a big ass platform for everybody in the, in the crew it, to come on and be like, promote your shit, bro. P- 
people are listening. What do you got to say? There's something that you say all the time that really resonates with me. Whoop de woo. Uh, yeah, whoop de woo. <laughs> no, that was it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you say, um, and it's a, it's actually an analogy that I've used time and time again. And I didn't know that when I heard you use it, I was like, oh, I probably shit. fucked it up, bro. No, you didn't. Okay, no, you said it better than I did. You said that um, in this in in this particular industry at this point in time in this environment. Good beer is uh, the way that you sit at the table. Yeah. Right. It's your buy-in. And it's something that I say too a lot. It's like, what do you think makes this brewery so great? Oh, they have phenomenal beer. I'm like, nothing. Mm. They do. They do. So do 80 other breweries in San Diego. the guy across the street has great beer too. And the bar next door has their beer there with other beers. That are great or better. Yeah, exactly. So you go, well, how do you serve? How, how do you stand out? And it's like, well, there needs, there's another ingredient there, dude. And it, when the, when the consumer knows that they're going to get a quality product and then they're going to get a quality product over here too, they need to make a decision. And it's more of a conscientious purchase. It's a more of a conscientious decision. I'm voting with my dollar now. I go, he has good beer. They have good beer. They have good music in their tasting room. They have good music in their tasting room. Where am I going? Well, who do you like? Have you met anybody from them, uh, from these establishments? Oh yeah, I met Steve. Oh, I love Steve. Yeah, he's a good guy. Let's go there. You know what I mean? And it's those, it's, it's, it's that level that we've reached that gets me really excited about the craft beer industry in San Diego. Yeah. Where I go, okay, everybody that wants to play, we all know you have good beer. Um, Oh, you have a triple dry hop, double decoction, this milkshake, whatever. Mm, pastry. Good on you. But why am I going there when mm-hmm. I can get something not only that might be better, it might be cheaper over here. Why am I going there? Oh, well, because dude, it's it's Anthony at Latchkey. And I love Anthony at Latchkey and he's my boy. And I dude, every time that we're there, he makes sure that he comes out, he, he touches the bar and he he gives us. I learned so much when I go there. Oh, for sure. All, those little things that are nothing to do with the the beer and the, the product glass. and the pint. Yeah, those are the things that are really going to separate uh, the the good from the great. Because now good is just what you have oh, to be. Yeah. If you're bad, everybody knows. Everybody. <laughs> it's horrible, man. It's pretty bad. As soon as people, <laughs> if, if you're putting out a bad product, people know. People yeah. know, and they're not quiet about it, bro. There's multiple. Uh, medium for you to express just how bad that beer is. And ultimately it leads into the, how bad that brewery is and how bad that culture within that brewery is. And then it spirals out of control and then good luck trying to reel that in. And you're usually getting that feedback from unqualified. Always. About who is qualified, right? No, I mean, like you're talking about beer and if you like it. So I go, I want to sit in a bar that I feel good about supporting. I want to go to a brewery that I feel good about supporting. Yeah, um, I will ditch now more than ever. Now more than ever, I'll ditch. I'll ditch the the ten out of ten on the beer advocate, whatever, for a eight point five. But the place is dope. The guys are rad, and I always have a good time when I'm there, and they know my name. Dude, th- that goes so far. Know your know your regulars. You, you know your regulars. It's so important, man. Like I will go and take my whole family. I will take people that I know are 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 beer snobby. I'll take them to a to a place that I know the beer's not that great, but that I know that they're going to love it because when we walk in, they're going to be treated. 
Get on the Jeff. How you doing? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's what you want. Like if your boy's coming in from Louisiana, hey, I want to see the San Diego beer scene. What the San Diego beer scene is about? You're a brewer. You know all the good spots, right, dude? I'm gonna take you to the cool spots. Yeah, I'm not gonna take you to the great spots. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take you to the cool spots, and some of those cool spots are great. Yeah, and well put. And that and and that's what it what it is, dude. And one of the things that. We do a lot of virtual tastings now, Steve. I do a lot of, I host a lot of virtual. Tell me about a virtual tasting. Oh, they're great. <laughs> they're great. They're they're actually pretty. They're actually pretty rad, dude. Um, they're actually a lot more engaging than you would suspect. I'm, okay. You feel like it's a Zoom meeting. Uh-huh. You feel like it's a Zoom call, but no one has to really wear pants, and we're just talking beer. And you actually, don't like wearing pants. I don't. Okay, and I feel it. And when I do, I, mean, I cuff them up. You Wait. signed a waiver when you came in here, so I just did. go ahead. I did. Um, the, the virtual tastings are just like beer dinners and stuff like that. They're an opportunity for our brewery, our brand, me even, to connect with consumers individually. That's not a floor set at Ralph's or um, screaming something loud and cool off a package or a, 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 a wrapped can. That all works. And there's there's a lot to it. I know you're, you're big on, on, on how important marketing it is. I agree. But the best kind of marketing is when you can sit down and really let your company or your brand or you shine and really seep into the psyche of your fan, mm-hmm. your average fan, and somebody that doesn't, doesn't even know, know you. Any, yeah. yeah. I have so many people that come in there. Oh, well, you know, he just had an extra ticket. I really don't like you guys. <laughs> and then and then they leave saying, hey, you know what? That was actually really rad. You, you were able to, to give me so much more than what I just thought beer was, right? So the virtual tastings are a big way that I like to do that. Beer dinners are a big way that I like to do that because I get to I get to do this, dude. Yeah. I get to do this. You're the brand ambassador, bro. You're Bella's Point. Oh, I, I work for Bella's Point. I am you not are Bella's Point. I guess what? Anytime I go to a Bella's Point, I'm like, where's Jeff? Who? You know. You might see me. <laughs> you might actually find <laughs> El me. Yeah, that's the way. El pinche Jeff. That's the way. Bro, so when you, when you started in this industry, did you think you would be in the position you are now? No, never. Never. Not even when I, not even when I got excited. Um, the best day of my life was when Aaron Justice called me. I was taking a walk and he called me to say that I'd been promoted to Brewer. Nice. It was the best day of my Ballast Point career. Uh, I, I, I cried, dude. Literally, I cried. And Chato, you don't. Yeah, pinchy emo. Pinchy <laughs> emo. emo Jeff. Emo Thank Jeff. <laughs> that immediately put me in the in the, in the the social club, dude. Yeah, I was like, I hey, you cry, bro. I hey, cry. bro. Hey, welcome to the social club. You are now an official member of the Emo Brown Social Club. Welcome. Oh, thank you, man. No, no, thank you, man. No, Just I, know that at your monthly donations go to building something beautiful for people that don't, well, they have the talent and they have the know-how. They just don't have the financial means to get to that level. And that's what we're trying to do. And with your help joining the Patreon, that's that's where it's all going. Brother, I love what you're doing. Plus you're going to get a cool shirt and some cool crew necks. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Did Good. you get your shirts? I mailed it to you. I don't know. Uh oh. The wrong address? I no, I don't know. I'll double check because I mailed them all out. If I see apartment number one wearing an emo brown social club shirt, you're going to want pissed. that back. <laughs> um, I, I, one of the things that I say on the on the uh, on these virtual tastings and stuff, I go like, look, I'm going to talk a lot about hops. I'm going to talk a lot about swirling your glass. I'm going to talk a lot about clarity, boring. boring stuff, but interesting to some folk. But I go, if you leave. If you leave with two things, these mm-hmm. are the two things that I always want to fucking drive home. You got to leave with two things, if, if, if anything off this thing. It's one, you're paying too much for it anyways. 
Okay, this is your hard-earned dollar. I don't know what you guys do for a living, but I'm sure it sucks and it's backbreaking. And when you vote with that dollar, we just want to know or make sure that what you have in your bottle or your can is exactly what we intended to sell you because it's only fair. You're ingesting us. That's intimate, dude. They're ingesting <laughs> us. Dude. I like how you're looking at me when you say that. Very, very, very <laughs> hardcore. You're ingesting me. I'm not the way. Sorry, 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 sorry. Got really, uh, <laughs> got on here. Maybe yeah, you seeing this thing? Um, no ceiling fans. And I go, that's kind of, um, you don't see it that way because people are, are frog wine, Big Macs and stuff, not caring what goes into it. But when you really sit back and think about what you're doing, it's like, I'm asking you to give your hard-earned dollar up for a high margin that we get for a commodity, a commodity. Yep. Because if this is medicine, maybe that's a different conversation. Yes, but, sir. <laughs> but this, is, this is a commodity. And so we're just, we're just hoping that you like us, right? Um, so it serves your own interest. It behooves you to figure out your own palate so that you don't throw your money away. And when you are taking a step outside of your comfort zone with different styles and stuff like that, that you're doing, you're doing it conscientiously and you know what you're getting yourself into, right? Go to your next, uh, when we can do that again, you go out to your restaurant and you look at the menu and you go like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna order this because I know I like it. Or I'm gonna order this because I, I, I think I'm gonna like it. You know what I mean? It's the best tool that you can arm yourself with. It's just understanding what understanding you like. Understanding your palate. Right, and then two, um, I'm fla- we're flavoring life, dude. Three punks, all you're doing, all you're doing, la neta, is you're flavoring people's life. Hoping that a three punks ale is going to make that final cut when somebody needs to have a different, difficult conversation with a family member or with a good friend and they need, to, they need to make it a little bit more palatable. Hey man, let's go to Three Punks. I'm gonna buy you a beer. I need to talk to you about something. Okay, cool. Charlie hey, dog. hey that's gonna, a deep conversation. No, 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 dude, God damn. Yeah, it's gonna be hefty, dude. And then somebody comes and hey man, you know what? My boy just said that I'm, uh, just uh, named me best man for his wedding. I, let's go to Three I Punks. Like, yeah. Three Punks, I wanna go, cause this is what we're gonna celebrate. Hey, grandpa died. You know what, after the funeral, we're Mexican dude. So we're all gonna go and we're, let's go to three punks, man. And, and sit down and, and have some beer and talk about the good things. Your, your beer is part of these memories. We're dude. selling an experience, bro. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah, yeah. you know, the beer is just an added bonus. You know, when people go to Ballast Point, when people go to Fall Brewing, when people go to whatever brewery you like in town. Shout out Fall. Shout out Fall. Um, you're going for the ambiance, the atmosphere, everything that encompasses it. Oh, and I get to have a beer. I get to enjoy a rad beer brewed by awesome people who put their all into what they're doing. Yeah. You know, that's what means the most to me. Yeah. We don't have the best beer and it's not a knock on anything we're doing. There's just, damn it. There's just breweries that have been around for decades that absolutely kill at what they're doing. We have great beer. We have awesome beer, but we have an even better atmosphere. We have an even better experience that you can take home. When people come here from out of state, out of town, different countries. We've been following you on social media. Our friends have been here and they brought back this. They shot us a picture. We needed to make a point to come visit you guys here in fucking Chula Vista border town. We wanted to come and actually be here for what you guys are doing. That's what, that's what Ballast Point has done. That's what we're aiming to do and slowly like trickling in that way. You know, I feel like a lot has happened in this last year that's kind of like, our trajectory, I love it. I love that the opportunities that are coming our way. I love everything that we've developed and what's kind of unfurling itself to us. Ooh, that's it, a big word. Unfurling. 
unfurling your locks. You know, oh. it's like I, I look to you guys, like your breweries, the bigger breweries, and be like, fuck, they kind of created this. Follow in their footsteps, but what can we do differently, you know? And us, we're in Chula Vista. Obviously, demographic is a little bit more different. It's very unique as it relates to yeah. scripts. Yeah, yeah. As it real, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the demographic down here is a little different as it relates to East County, North County, downtown, anywhere. You know, we're in a unique location where there's a lot of minorities in Chula Vista, bro. You know, and I always say this shit like big breweries kind of busted our balls when we told them that we were coming to Chula Vista. Why? Mexicans don't drink craft beer, bro. Black people don't drink craft beer, bro. Filipinos don't drink craft beer. What are you doing down there? You know that you're, you're, it's a bad, it's a bad play. You guys have, you have a good product. You guys are distributing right now and it's good, but why are you going to stop the momentum and go to Chula Vista? And I was like, bro, where are you from? And he's like, not Chula Vista. I was like, yeah, I know. I'm what, fun looking from Chula Vista. What is, what's up with that? In your opinion, like you obviously knew that that was wrong. So what, where is that coming from? Is, is ignorance, is it, not knowing the demographic, not, I mean, Honestly, looking at a spreadsheet. Yeah. I'd be like, party. Oh, look at, no, this doesn't work. Bro, what they don't realize is the, the major majority of people who live down here are young couples like yourself, you know, married couple have children, mid thirties, early forties. That's us. Everywhere in this neighborhood, people are coming in now. Now the same, the same motherfucker who told me you're wasting your time. Don't do it. It's a dumb move. They're out of business. Another brewery who told me that same shit. Now is looking, where can I go on Third Avenue, bro? And I was like, I honestly think that moment's passed for you, my man. I don't, I don't think that. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, it's good. Right now, it's like everything's taken up. And it's not like to like thumb my nose at them or to be like, ah, fuck, sucks to be you. It was just kind of like, fuck. You just, if, if you believe in something and you know that it's going to work, you just got to go for it and do it. You know, if, it might not always work, but at least you gave it a shot. You tried and, you know, I put my effort into it and I brought the team we had the quality product. We had the marketing, the branding, the beer, everything. Fuck it. Let's go. We did. And thank God, knock on wood. You know, it's I'm like, right it's like too, so far it's been okay. You guys weathered the fucking most brutal storm ever. We still are in a lot of ways. I feel, but yeah, it's completely, it's completely different, different than yeah. what it once was. You couldn't yeah. go anywhere and say, wear a ballast point shirt or something. The fuck you wearing that, bro? That's the word. You know, yeah. and it's like, Jesus Christ, it's beer. Like, you do you know, know anybody who works there? Yeah. You fucking, you're not friends with them anymore? Yeah, I'm friends with them. What the fuck? It's so strange, but it was also so therapeutic to get out of this, this comment, bad comment, gauntlet mm-hmm, on social mm-hmm. media, and then bump into these people at the breweries that I frequent, which are small breweries. Mm-hmm. And you bump into these people and you go like, oh, hey. And they're like, hey, what's up? Like, what's up, dude? Like, in the back of my mind, I know exactly what I just read that you posted about us, dude. You're on the pinchy net banger. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. And then you go, hey, man, let's have a couple of beers and catch up and stuff. And at the end of the day, they're like, oh, you know what, man? Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. It's always that. I I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, well, dude, well, you guys should have said that. Like, everybody over here is thinking, what do you mean everybody over here? And I would go, dude. It's all good. I've been there. Dude, you think I'm not guilty of rushing to assumptions, dude, and and, and getting- We all are. It's okay. I get it. But at the end of the day, what you need to, to, to at least realize, you don't even have to agree with it, is that 
we're still people that were working hard to make good beer and we were giving back to the city. We're, we all lived in the city, you know? They, you guys weren't transplants who came here once the, the merger or the buyout came out or whatever. Yeah, and dude. it's like, no, we're from here. So it's still the same people. And all those brewers that, that like all the Ballast Point brewers and cellarmen and, and, and workers, we still went. To, we still came to Three Punks, man. We still yeah. went to Fall Brewing, man. Yeah. We still we still go to all these small spots. I I just I just thought it was I think it was fun for a lot of people. It, it was, was easy. It was easy. It was and easy. It was, and it was really fun. And to to be fair, I agreed a lot more with those people, <laughs> those people, than I disagreed with them. Mm-hmm. In fact, I actually. I actually was on other sides for the most part, but it was those those critical ones where I was like, oh, that's where you lose me, man, because I don't get that. I don't get that. And I'm in it. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you that that's not how Let it is. Let me play devil's advocate for a second yeah, then. please. How do you feel about 10 Barrel coming into town? Not ultimately, you know, failing and having to leave. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about these breweries that are, you know, a wolf in sheep's clothing? And by that, I mean- they're obviously marketing themselves as a small yeah. brewery that yes. once upon a time, they probably were, but now somebody came in and purchased them and gave them the financial freedom and ability to do whatever they want, wherever they want. <sighs> okay. This might be careful. No, I, and, I, <laughs> and I will be as careful as, as, as it's not really about being precautious. It's more about just being like what I actually think. And what I actually think is as long as you're not, intentionally trying to fool, which is what I think they were trying to do. Um, if you are a big brewery that's coming into town and saying, hey, we're making craft beer, but we're not necessarily a craft, like we're not independently owned. I think there's a different conversation to be had about brewers like that. But someone that's coming in and, and, and very strategically trying to pull the wool over your eyes, I wouldn't I wouldn't like that with anything, mm-hmm. let alone craft beer or not. Like, don't do that with with anything to me. It rubs me the wrong way because you've you've now put yourself in this little pocket of insincerity. And no matter how good you are, people are always going to feel a little weird around you because you're not insincere. Mm. It's like if you if you catch somebody talking shit about you, you walk in and oh, they don't, oh, oh, oh hey, yeah, what's like, up, Jeff? It's like, "Oh, Fuck. dude." Yet you're 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 trying to be this person with me and then you're going over here and you're saying this. And so no matter what battles you do from here on out for the rest of my life, for me- In the back of my mind. I'm always gonna have this weird thing about, are, man, are, you, are you jerking me around a little bit? And so I don't like that. But like, like Tim Barrel, for instance, and anybody like Tim Barrel, I'm not opposed to people coming in and trying to play the game. I'm not. Because that's when, that's when the consumer needs to yeah. step up. That's when the dollar is being voted with, bro. Yeah. Yeah, everybody that's 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 upset that these people or these companies come into town should really be upset about the people that are supporting them. And even that's kind of weird. But don't be you don't really have to what is it that's saying like hate the hate the game not the player or something like that. But in this particular case, if the if the game is trying to fool you, then yeah, you should you should address that. But if they're saying, hey, we're not craft beer. In fact, we're in bed with AB InBev. We're posting up here in a very hot district full of craft breweries. You shouldn't, don't get mad. Don't get mad. Learn, if anything, learn. You know, Because if, if you really want to say that this industry is a rising tide floats all ship kind yes, of sir. Deal, right? Three Punks Ale makes something better than Redo. We either have to rise 
or exceed that. And then once we do, then it's your turn. It's a pass. It's the it's this back and forth. It ultimately benefits the consumer always. If let's take craft beer just for the sake of conversation and, and simplicity, it always benefits the craft beer drinker if craft beer breweries are competing to be better. For sure, right? Any uh, industry, in any industry. So Ten Barrel comes in, and if they would have come in and said, "Hey." We're ten barrel. We're big beer, but we're craft beer because doesn't they're not mutually exclusive. You could just be owned by a big brand and still do craft stuff. Believe me. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> and and do you know somebody did that? You know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. We rub elbows once in a while, but it, it's one of those things where that's when the 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 vote and the consumer really needs to come out and play. And if they come in pro that spot, what are you mad about? People are happy. Yeah. Let people be happy. If their sheep led to the slaughter, then speak up. But if if all cards are on the table and they said, hey, you know what? I know everything that's going on here. I'm going to still go over here, which a lot of big beer brewers, I mean, big beer consumers do. I happily buy Modelo knowing that, but I happily buy Modelo and that's fine. I should be able to. I don't get mad at my, at my old man. How dare you, dad, introduce me to this beer when you could have son, given me a Sierra Nevada. Your son risked it all to be a craft beer brewer and you're over here drinking. Mm -hmm. And I can't get mad at him for that. Why? Because people like what they like. Yeah. And how dare you come in and say, yeah. hey, man, don't like that. Well, why? okay. Okay. Hold on. Why not? Oh, well, because did you know that this and this and this and this? Oh, well, no, I didn't know that. It's really jacked up. Let me see. And if that's the case, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm not going to go there. You know, oh, it's pretty unethical. Not going to go there. I will gladly move to the other side of, of, of the gym and sit on, on, on the away team's bleachers. But if it's not, and it's just you having this ego trip or standing on your soapbox, because a lot of people just do that. Um, then I say, hey man, sorry, but it's it's insulting my intellect to follow you just to follow you. But the, but the voices are so loud, yeah, and strong. They're not always convincing, but when you're loud and stronger than everybody else, you're just kind of forced to listen to them and be like, all right, that's what you're spewing. And to somebody who doesn't know, sometimes you can be straight that way. Be like, yeah. you know what? Fuck three punk. Mexicans didn't brew this Mexican lager. What what's going on here? You know. <laughs> Dude, what you guys are doing with this brewery is insane. We're doing what we have to do, bro. We're doing what we have to do. You, you're doing what you have to do, and then you're doing more, though. That's the honest thing. You're, you don't have to be doing this. Mm. I you, love this. Yeah, but so you have to I be doing this. I love this, bro. This is my therapy, soul. dog. Yeah, I This know. is the most I talk in a fucking day to anybody. Yeah. You know, and then as soon as it's, well, obviously my family doesn't count. You know, we bust balls to each other, my little kids and everything. We're just having a good time. But here, this is where I do all my talking. This is where I get everything off my chest. This is before the Rona. This was my jujitsu, you know, and then I stopped the jujitsu and now I'm like slowly like hyping myself back in to get back into it, you know? And this took off when jujitsu stopped. I needed to focus my, my, my attention and my energy towards something. It is very therapeutic. Yeah. And I think that's why you're so good at it. Cause I do this for a lot of reasons. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do this shit for a lot of reasons, you know? therapeutic therapy for sure, man. I have a lot of issues. And sometimes if I talk to other people, I'm like, oh, fuck, cool. 
I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> I know, like, or maybe I am a weirdo. Shout out to the weirdo podcast. Yeah, like, I, I am a fucking weirdo, and that's cool. Like, I'm I'm not alone. I'm not alone with what I'm feeling. You know, I like to chronicle this for my kids. You know, nothing is guaranteed. I could be gone tomorrow. My kids have a fucking catalog of 150 plus uh, hour long, hour and a half long episodes that they can just sit back and listen to. Do you think about that sometimes? All the fucking time, like bro. Your kids, go, like you're in the middle of a conversation, you go like, oh, my kids are gonna hear yeah. this. Yeah, and I'm like, good. Like, I want my kids to know who I am, who I was yeah. once I'm gone. Like, yeah. oh, that was daddy. Oh, I'm a lot like dad, mom. Like that, that, what dad said, like, that's me. Like, imagine like if 10 years from now, my, my youngest is gonna be 13 in 10 years, you know, and, and I'm no longer here. He can go back and listen. Oh, wow, that's funny. Dad was funny. Oh, well, I learned that from dad. That's, that's cool. Pressure. I know, fuck it. It's just being a parent. I'm just being a parent in a different way. You know, like if, if I'm gone, they have this. Obviously we're fortunate enough where my, my wife is, you know, she's hardcore. She can raise these children. My parents are both still around. Great examples of how to, they've been married over 35 years. Ooh. So it's like, they, they're, they're a great example of, of how things work, you know? Yeah. Uh, my, my mother and father-in-law, same thing, still together. So I tell my kids, I was like, you guys are in a very um, position of, como se dice? Privilege. privilege. Yeah. I had to fucking think white privilege to get the fucking word out. I was like, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, oh yeah, white privilege. See, I said, like, my kids are in a position of privilege where they have a fucking very strong safety net. You know, they have both their parents are still together. Both yeah. sets of their grandparents are still alive and together. And they got an abuelita. They got a great grandma to, you know, to top it off. So it's like, I'm very happy and proud and, and excited for them that they have all that. If sometimes, if I was to be removed from that, you know, if like I croak tomorrow, they have this at least. Yeah. And this is a lot of shit that they can listen to over and over and over and over and over and over yeah, and over. My old man was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, my old you man never, was very yeah. interesting yeah. And, and, and stuff like that. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a nice way of, kind of like you're killing a bunch of birds with one stone. Yeah. Right. You're doing your therapy because this is your therapy. Yeah. You're, 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 you're bequeathing this to your kids so that when hopefully there's a way to play this, uh, 20 years from now. Right. <laughs> True. Yeah. Fuck, and I, never thought of that. I found <laughs> this thing. I don't know. We just don't have anything. It's a VCR. Um, and then, but you're, what you're also doing is you're helping emo Brown, what it stands for three punks. I mean, this is, this is a beautiful way of letting the world in on what, who, not only who you are, what you stand for, what, we're but doing. what, what you're doing here as a company. Yeah. And that's kind of that I think is, if you think about it for too long, it can get a little daunting. Yeah. Like I don't, that's usually drink whiskey and smoke weed. And then I just, we'll just leave this till tomorrow. Shit, that's what I should be doing. Yeah. I'm All telling right. you, bro. I'm okay. telling you. All right. Okay. I'm shit. just going to show up to your, your podcast and just sit in the background. And when I see hey, you getting lost, I'm going to be like, I would love for you to, I'm going to be like, Hey bro, have a shot of whiskey. Relájate. We'll drink, we'll drink whiskey <laughs> when you're on the podcast. I I'm not going on your podcast, bro. Why not? Why not? Bro. Cause you're fucking big beer. I can't go to your place. You guys no, are. No, 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 no. We're independent again. We're independent. Uh, independent. <laughs> bro, you didn't read what I wrote online. I, I can't be seen with people from Bellisco. You. you guys were bought out, bro. You. We blocked you. You're fucking brought out. <laughs> we blocked you. We didn't know a thing. Oh, man. Then no. that's a real conversation that people have, bro. Oh, this guy's giving him <laughs> a platform. Fucking, why are you talking to fucking somebody from Ballast Point, bro? Those guys are the dude, enemy. Do you know how many times? No, like, Jesus Christ. Dude, that actually did that, happen. That happens. Yeah, I, you, happened I, people listening, you think that's bullshit. You know, if I did this two years ago, people would be shitting on us. Like, whoa, dude, little behind the scenes, going deep into the weeds type of fucking information. Kevin is really good friends. And right now is my, the, his name is escaping me with somebody from Bellis Point. And when we needed hops and there's no hops anywhere, we went to Bellis Point. Yeah. And Bellis Point always fucking hooked us up. 
He's from Boston. Maybe you remember his name. You know his name. He's from Boston. Um, married guy. Fuck, I don't remember his name right now. It's escaping me, but it's Kevin. Boston. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a big New England fan. Every time he came in, he was wearing like a Boston. Oh, you're talking about Doug. Doug what? Palmville? Palmville? No, no, not Dougie. No. Somebody that works in, in your guys' warehouse and maybe an inventory. I don't know. I'm going to ask Kevin right now when we're done. Please, dude. Yeah, because he's he's gotten us through a lot of situations where certain products aren't available in inventory anywhere. Like you said, we're a small brewery. We, we, we get the leftovers, which I think is awesome because we get to work with, okay, what's left? Well, fuck it. Let's do this. Let's create yeah. that. Let's do this. And then, boom, you created something that people really like. And now you're like, cool. There seems to be an excess amount of this hop. Let's, we, let's keep making this beer, you know? But yeah, so we would go and get shit from you guys. That's the way it used to be. Man. Yeah, but like, for, that, for that block of like four years, three years, no, you weren't supposed to even associate with you guys. Well, you couldn't look me in no, the No, bro. And I was oh. like, pero why? They, they have something we need and we have something that we can give them in, in, in turn. And that was, and I felt kind of weird. I wouldn't, I wouldn't share it with people. I was like, oh, well, how'd you guys get this? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> we got it. Showed up at the, it's, yeah. I don't know. The hop fairy yeah, showed yeah. up and just dropped it off <laughs> at the door. Pillow. I was like, hey, we're no matches. <laughs> so, yeah. That was the frustrating part, dude, because you saw a lot of that. Um, it was just, it was just disingenuous attitude towards some of us from certain people where you go, dude, literally yesterday we were hanging out. Yeah. And today. I can't, bro. You can't? I can't. This is so I'll strange. hang out with you. I'll hang out with you, but it's got to be over there. And it's got to be after 7 p.m. And I'm going to be wearing a hat. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I can buy Ballast Point again. I heard that a lot. Oh, that's still something I hear. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, that's just your, I don't know about, this is just a personal thing, dude. But like, man, that's, you're a slave to that kind of stuff, dude. Yeah. You're a slave to that kind of stuff because, oh, I'm so glad I can buy Ballast Point again. I was like, whoa. You created that, that own boundary, my man. Got, got <laughs> to that point, huh? Oh, it's just, well, you know, we're so hyper-independent and stuff. Like we have we have the bottle on, our, on the can. If it doesn't have the bottle on the can, I don't, I can't. And Why so does like, it say dedicated to the craft if you guys aren't into the craft anymore? Dedicated to the craft. <laughs> Dude, that got a lot of- that got Well, lot of duh. Love. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's so funny. What was the other one? There was a bunch of shit that I would always hear. Hey, there uh, was some real funny ones too, dude. Yeah. Hey. There would be something like, yeah, that's fucking clever. That's but, actually pretty funny. But I know you now, you know, and I know other people. That like Dougie. Dougie came out of there. He created that fucking killer session IPA that you guys had. Uh, Grunion. The Grunion. Gracias. Fucking amazing ass beer, you know? Yet some killer people come in and hang out and do their thing. And I'm friends with a lot of them. Dude, Latchkey, Anthony, shout out. Fuck, epic. Mm -hmm. Fieldwork, Alex Tweed over the there. Tweed, cierto. Yeah. Um, I mean- I don't, I can't even go down the list because some are insiders, uh, call and as in June shine, their R and D, uh, head brewer. Um, you got cut water people going on over there. Look, listen, I'm not about, and I know you're not too, because I've, I've heard you say it, do what you need to do, do what you need to do. Uh, try not, try not to do any, uh, asshole get out of the assholery stuff like if you know that it's 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 ethically or morally um compromising then eh, find find a find a workaround make yeah. it make it make it better but it, you can't be so sensitive and you need to remind i at least i need to remind myself that when people got up in arms with ballast point i start to feel guilty mm. it was weird like why am i feeling guilty like, whoa, 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 why am I feeling guilty? Because you're a cog in the wheel, bro. I'm a cog in the wheel. 
Lo, Mr. Lozano didn't get any 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 payout from that. Why are you winking, cabron? Motherfucker, I say, wait. I see zeros when I see my check. What did you say earlier? What did you say earlier? Imaginary zeros. Imaginary yeah, zeros. wink, Not wink. So imaginary. Um, but you know, like it's it's one of those things where you go like, hey, I didn't get anything from this dude. Like I'm literally here, and I say this from the from the depths of my soul. I work for the company I work for because I love working there. And it's not because there's pizza parties every Wednesday. What? It's been, no, I know. That was also going around. I, I had to stop that right away. <laughs> it's like, no, there's no pizza parties every Wednesday. Fake news. Fake news, <laughs> fake news. But I've met some of the, some of the people that I, uh, are nearest and dearest to my heart. Some of my best friends now. Uh, some of them that have been on your podcast already. I, I would never have met them even less forged a, an intimate relationship with them if it wasn't for Ballast Point. So you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, man. Mm -hmm. Like you, 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 you have to think critically. And I don't think we're all thinking critically here. Just like cancel culture and up in arms. Like you have to look at context sometimes. And if you don't, whoa, we're in heaps of trouble, man. Because what do you... What are you doing here? You're, you're, you're just gonna cancel everything because it doesn't align with, with this one little sliver of morality that you have? Cool, you're all about independent and support local. Make sure that you kind of do your homework sometimes and see who you're actually supporting. Yes, sir. I was local, I've been local all my life. I was small, <laughs> you know? And I was getting paid sometimes <laughs> for, for the work I was doing under Constellation and yeah, you might be feeding a behemoth. Yeah. But really what you're doing, really at the end of the day- You're feeding your family. <laughs> is, is, is you let me buy formula for my dog. Yeah, you're feeding, you're taking care of your family. Yeah, and and, and I went to go buy that formula at a, a, at, at a local store. Or you know what? I got paid and I was able to enjoy a night out of pints at a local brewery that you're at too. You know what I mean? And- it's, it's, I think it's hard for people to think that way. I think it's really hard for people to get there because um, they adhere themselves so much to something, you know, like I am an independent indie label music and they can't, they can't even fathom listening to another album by a band that, 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 that's on a big label or something like that. And you go, are you listening to it guiltily though? Like, do, are, you, are you enjoying Ballast Point at your friend's barbecue and all he has is that and you're really sipping on it? Mm -hmm. I missed oh, it. I missed this. Missed it. I really missed it. Uh, can you yeah. turn that off? I can't listen to anything past uh, Dude Ranch Blink 182. <laughs> it's got to be uh, Blink. It's got to be Dude Ranch or it's got to be, uh, what's it called? M&M's. Cheshire Cat. <laughs> Sorry. Please turn it off. Dude, you're, you're giving people that that message though, dude. Your show is, I'm, I told you before we even started recording, your podcast is, I... I I think it's exactly what I what I always envisioned for for like anything that I would have ever done. You're doing it, so do it. No, you're doing it. Ah, no, no, no. I, I don't need to do it, dude. You're doing it already, and you're doing it in the coolest way possible, dude. You're doing it um, drunk. No, yeah, well, yes, drunk, <laughs> high, but you're doing it in a way that's giving back. You're starting this, yeah, whole, you're bro. Oh, well, you're starting this whole emo brown. Um, it's a movement at this point, right? I hope. I think we started a gang. We were sitting down the other day. And we're like, bro, I think we started the gang. You did. Because we, we had a, we did a little video shoot for one of the beers that we're releasing this week. And I just like shot a text. Uh, there's a big old thread like a, that we all part of. And I say, hey, we're going to do a little uh, video for playing softball at a park. Cruise out. Well, like 30 people showed up. And then one of the guys was like, hey, fool, 
Like, did you think that like, you were going to get like 30 fucking heads out here just hanging out to play softball and drink beer? I was like, just listen to what you said. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a nice day. We're playing softball. And we're drinking beer. And he's like, yeah, bro. But like you mobilized all these people quickly. Ooh, and I said, dangerous. Don't I said, the power oh, dog. We got a gang. I think that if I, I, there's a number, uh, it's not like Dunbar's number, but it's like <laughs> if, if, if this many Mexicans assemble, it's a gang at some point. It's on, bro. It's like, we're ready. By definition. Mm, well, well, that's why we got to sprinkle, you know, a little bit of everything, you know? Yeah, Had some white dudes in there, you know? Okay. All right. It yeah, was yeah. all good. Some you know, we, we checked all the boxes. Lumpia trays. Yeah. Yes. We checked yes. all of the boxes. <laughs> Please do, because we are, this is hot water you can be. Mr. Lozano. Yeah. Thank you, brother. No, thank you, man. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for shedding light. It's awesome to meet you. I look forward to going to wherever you're working and visiting you and, you know, harassing you and having a beer with you. This is going to, you recorded this. Yeah. I think we're a friend now. I think we might be friends soon. We got to yeah, hang yeah. out. We got to hang out a little bit before do, we come Do I friends. get referred to as Compita Jeff now? Or no? Is it Compita Jeff? Dog? Yeah. I sat down with Compita Jeff and we Whoa. had a nice conversation. Boom. I told my wife before I left today, I said like, babe, I think, <sighs> took a deep breath. I was like, I think I might be a Compita today. If, every, I don't know. Yeah. I don't if know. everything goes well. I just, I I'm, think I'm going to be a Compita. I'm going to mind my P's and Q's. <laughs> and <laughs> something else I say a lot. I don't like putting a square peg in a round hole. My friend, <laughs> this was not that. We, 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 you were a square and I am a square hole. Wait, what? <laughs> like it that. all fit, bro. I drank too much for that to be less than a round. Thank you, bro. Congratulations yeah. on everything you've accomplished. Oh, you, thanks, you don't man. understand the power of who you are, where you came from, and like what you represent, culture, everything, to the levels that you've gone within Ballast Point, to what you're doing, like, representing them as a brand ambassador, having your podcast dedicated to the craft, everything that you encompass, you kind of like, there's a little dude probably listening to a little girl like, oh fuck, I want to do that. That's cool. He did it. I, so I can do that shit too. Oh, he started as a janitor. So you can legit start as a janitor and get all the way to the top, the upper echelon, sit down at the table with the big wigs. Fuck yeah. I want to be a part of that. That's what the people I want to bring in. Those are the people that I really feel like everyone benefits from. Yeah, we shoot this shit. We talk shit. <laughs> we're busting balls. But ultimately the goal is that. Like, how can I be like Jeff Lozano? You know? And you gave us your story. And I think people are going to listen to it and be like, fuck yeah, that guy's cool. Well, dude, I appreciate that, man. That's that's uh, that's a way more kudos than, than, than I merit because in all honesty, I'm doing what you're doing. I'm just following my passion in the... Okay, let me rephrase that. Let me edit. Let me edit it. Uh, Following following passions here, Mm. I I I wanted to tailor my life to just do shit that I like to do. Do cool shit. Do cool shit and be a nice dude and meet people. I just want to have interesting conversations with interesting people. That's it. That's all I want to do with my life. Like I've thought about it. I've thought about where I want to be. And on my deathbed, the question will be: Did I have? enough conversations with enough interesting people and you just help that today and you're doing that's your Igualmente. life you know what i mean Igualmente. so um so really it's just people like you people like me people like a lot of people that you've had on your podcast a lot of people that i've had on my podcast we're all feeding into this same furnace and keeping that fire ablaze you know what i mean so well, well thank, done thank you keep it up brother a webo i'll see you guys soon thank you